1: We're back! We're back! We're
2: back! We're back! Uh, Listeners, what did you call them? The BA listeners. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't catch the A. (laughs) Like B listeners. What? Hey guys, thank you for joining us for another week of Brown Ambition. Yeah. Is it weird to you when you find out that random people listen to the show and they're like, oh, hey, I was talking to my friend and she's like, so my sister Doombie wanted me to tell you she loves the show. And I was like, oh, God, that's so weird. I know. Or sometimes when I like someone says
1: something to me, I'm like, yikes, I did say that on the show.
2: Yeah. I And your family will, they'll be like, oh, yeah, so you did this and that. And I'm like, how did you know? Oh, yeah, the show. They know all about your life before you. Uh,
1: you know that's what? Like, Luckily, them. my family doesn't really know I have a podcast
2: or they probably
1: all up in it. <laughs> so I told them, but it'll be weird because somebody would be like, "Oh, did you get two men to sign that prenup?" I'm like, "Oh, wait, I mean, shh, don't <laughs> Because like, it's why? so
2: we're really open on this show. I think that's part of the reason people have. Con- I mean, I could be wrong, but it seems that people connect with the personal side. But then sometimes I'm thinking, did I really talk about
1: that? I know, and I'm like, well, hopefully the people that I love the most, you know, will turn a blind ear to it all.
2: Overexposed. Well, I don't want to be overexposed, but anyway, shout out to Doomby. My that's my, my friend Toulouse's sister. I'm call- I'm putting her on blast. Um, but how how has your week been? It's been happy good. March. Um, yeah, it's been good. So the um the Live richer
1: Academy um we opened registration again. Uh, it's been eight months, and I'm not gonna lie. Have you ever done something or created something, and you're like, yeah, I'm not in love with it?
2: Um, like all the time and so work, things I write, tweets.
1: And so it sucks because especially like, I'm like, I always like to deliver excellence. So when I first opened the academy, it was like the baby that would not go to sleep. I was like, come on, I'm doing everything possible to make this thing good. And I just felt like I could not, I don't know. There's just, it just wasn't doing what I wanted it. And now, honestly, I love the academy. You have to come on as an instructor, like as an the expert on a Sunday night, but I love it. It's so dope. It's, it feels good. Like, we're finally at a place where I'm like, yes, this is what, this is why I started the Academy is exactly what I want. And um, registration um, has been open
2: for about a week and we close uh, Tuesday. Oh, you got to tell them what what it is, though. I don't think we've really talked about the Academy.
1: So the Liverture Academy is a online school that I created to really help women take their personal finances to the next level. So I believe that basic financial education um, should be be free like this is how you budget this is how you save this is how you get out of debt stuff like that but to me the next level you know because you can't budget your way to wealth or debt free your way to wealth so through the live With your academy we i invite um experts on sorry i invite experts on to come and teach specific courses like investing like um taxes for small business um like uh, like last night we did a lesson called um your 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 mentality and your wealth—like how are those things connected—and it was awesome. And so these experts come on, and teach what I could not teach. And um, the academy is uh, a monthly fee, or you can pay for six months, or you can pay for a year. And so it's been really great. And we close um we close the doors for registration March 7th. That's tomorrow. Yes. That's today. If you're listening right
2: now, it's today.
1: Exactly. So if you're interested, you can always go to live richeracademy.com and just kind of take a peek. It's just been like a labor of love. And I'm starting to see the transformation. Women are starting businesses, they're buying homes. And I'm just really proud of it because it was not that great in the beginning. For those of you who stuck with us, thank you. But now I, I love it. It's like my beautiful baby. She's all grown up.
2: <laughs> oh, that's good to hear. And that's kind of like the next level. It's a master's course for like the people who do the challenge, right? Like the yeah, live richer that's challenge. That's-
1: mm-hmm. So it's like cool. just the next level. Because, you know, I just feel like if all you ever do is like the basics, and that's where you stay, you don't want to be basic.
2: <laughs> basic ba listeners. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, congrats, that's awesome.
1: Thanks. What about you? How's I? Like, I know, you're coming around the bend.
2: Oh, just around the wedding bend. Um. So this is the week when I, on my calendar, all these red, all these red reminders are popping up, saying this vendor's check is due, this last deposit's due. Oh my god! And someone. <laughs> I need to. I so I follow the Dreamcatchers Facebook page, which is you know obviously Tiffany's page for all the people who are part of the Live Richer Challenge. Some of these women had, one of these women had the audacity to post a college humor video on how pointless weddings are, and yeah. I sat there and <laughs> watched this video, and I was like, "Why am I doing?" But then I was like, "No, it's okay. It's fine to have a wedding." In fact, when I it was the what basically the video. When I first got engaged, I went out and got this book called The Wedding Industrial Complex, which is great. It's an excellent book. It's about, like, the industrialization of the wedding and, like, how it's been commercialized and how it didn't even exist 100 years ago. And the College Humor video basically did the same thing. And it's like, no one even wore white dresses until the 1920s when Queen Victoria in in England wore a white dress to show how rich she was. Like, Mm. that is how young that tradition is. And then look what we're how much we're spending now on these white wedding gowns. And um, I just wanted people didn't even used to carry bouquets of flour. I learned flowers in their hands. They used to carry herbs to ward off evil spirits like like cilantro, <laughs> <laughs> like <the> garlic, <laughs> like a, a Caesar salad down the aisle. Yeah, it's it's funny. But I will say the the one thing about this wedding that's helping me sleep at night because it's not cheap, but it's not as expensive as it could be if it were in New York. Um, and I just – I looked – I was looking at our guest list um, this past week and I literally could not – I could not put together a better group of people and it's just going to be the most spectacular, fun weekend with all the people we, that we love and like uh, I really I – f- I'm proud of that we've been focusing it and focusing on the people and the, the love part of things and not like – we're not like – you're not going to have – there's not going to be – I'm sorry, Tiffany. There's not going to be like a swan made out of ice – We're not going to have like a crazy photo booth. We're not spending like we're not spending money on a bunch of junk. We're just spending it on like everything that matters to us, and that makes me happy. And that's my wedding, my wedding rant.
1: Well, I can't wait because you know I'm gonna be there.
2: Just live vicariously through my crazy ass wedding, (laughs) and you'll have your very simple one and your house, and I'll have polaroids of my my wedding. Yeah, but it's, it's coming up. I can't believe it's just a month away. But um, meanwhile, the world's falling apart, continuing to fall, fall apart.
1: I know. I feel
2: like I'm just going to have like a permanent handprint on my forehead. Yes. Like from all the foolishness. I just read be- right before we got on the air, I read that Ben Carson, Mr. Mr., Mr. Gifted Hands himself, was giving some speech and talking about the, the the power of immigrants. And then he went on to say, wait, I need to actually read this quote because you need to know how insane it is. He says... That's what America's about. A land of dreams and opportunity. There were other immigrants who came here in the bottom of slave ships, worked even longer, even harder for less. But they, too, had a dream that one day their sons and daughters would pursue prosperity in slave ships. He calls them immigrants. Immigrants.
1: Oh, my God. Yo, honestly, you know what Ben Carson reminds me of? So, you know, before rea- re- reality um, TV shows, like you would like look up to celebrities, be like, oh my gosh, she seems yeah. really smart and cool. And then reality shows came out and the celebrities were on them. and You're like, oh my gosh, that person is an idiot. <laughs> um, I wish they would have never, cause you know, cause when you just see pictures of people, you know, you can kind of impose upon them how awesome you think they are. And then when they actually open their mouth, you're like, oh, well, there goes all of my hopes and dreams. My father gave me Ben Carson's gifted hands to read. I was so impressed. I mean, this man, it's so weird. because Oh, really? Way back in the day? Yeah, it's clear that this man is brilliant. Obviously, a brilliant surgeon. A brilliant ghostwriter. Right? No, well, a brilliant surgeon. You know, like, you can't take the fact that he's a brilliant surgeon away from him. And you're like, where? Is he an idiot savant? That's That's the only answer that I have. That clearly that his brilliance stops. He literally leaves it inside the surgery room. When he puts down his um, his like you know I don't know like scalpel and stuff, he says, "Well, here's my brilliance. I'm going to leave this here and walk into the world foolish."
2: You need to have a well-rounded life. As a you can be, to you know, those smart kids in school who are very socially awkward and don't really have well-rounded like, like world view. I feel like sometimes if you spend too much time in the books or inside of bodies or whatever, you don't like you start thinking things like, "Yeah, maybe slaves were immigrants. Just brave it. Like that's nuts. I don't. I. I. Ah, uh, <laughs> I'm well, face off. If one more person says, like, I didn't speak to Russia. Okay, it's like, I spoke to to Russia. Just (laughs) kidding. I forgot. (laughs) Just, Just so weird when they came over lunch that one time. I forgot. Yeah, and the foolishness this weekend with, um, with, with, um, uh, Voldemort and what he said about Obama who does not, Obama is like literally, Obama is somewhere right now getting like a foot massage and <laughs>
1: this picture recently,
2: Mich- Michelle
1: in like this cute black outfit yo, he's looking so cool with his leather like butter leather
2: jacket Ugh, they are just chilling chilling, talking
1: about I was wiretapped could you honestly just shut up, just, just shut up, just shut up I'm like, what are you talking, the CIA was like what are you, t- What the FBI, everyone what are you talking about? That doesn't even make, that's a serious
2: allegation, you crazy nincompoop. But don't worry, well, I- there'll be an investigation. He'll be proven right, is what he was quoted as saying by one of his friends while he was at Mar-a-Lago Resort for yet another weekend, spending millions of dollars of taxpayers' do- uh, taxpayer money going to the Winter White House. Where he proceeded to tweet out this. I mean, even if it's true, the fact that he would tweet it before. I mean, it's not true. I mean, Obama has cut. He had to pull. I'm just mad he he stole a moment of peace from Obama's retirement. He deserved some sleep and, you know, relaxation. He had to put out a statement denying these accusations. Um, But even even if in a crazy universe, they were true. The fact that we have a president who would be tweeting that before it was proven. Right. Like before you
1: go to to the actual authority, say, hey. I think the law was broken. Let me tweet to my peeps. That's literally what he said. He said, you know what? I got something to say to my peeps. Let me tweet. Hey y'all, somebody seriously broke the law and committed treason. What y'all think? Like, what do you say? I just honestly, the only thing that gives me any solace, solace in all of this is um I love Lovey, awesomely Lovey's um blog post. Yo, everything. They are life. They are hilarious. And I like will read them whenever something crazy comes out because she always puts this just delicious hilarious spin on things that makes me say okay i can live another day
2: yeah i mean you you do like have to laugh at it but at the same time it's like so he had a speech last week and everyone was just falling all over themselves because he didn't sound like a complete like moron and i'm like the bar is so low so he strung some words together for a solid hour and we're all just like look at you go look at you in your big boy pants making sentences make sense like that can't be the bar for our president it's just so sad and this you know he's he's done so many crazy things it's it's like we've almost what i'm afraid of is that we're going to get too used to the craziness and that i mean if, if if so at so many times throughout his campaign and now it's like if it had been anybody else you'd have been out anybody else but i don't know what 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 magic hold he has over some people, but it's like he is the cockroach that will not die.
1: Yes, yeah, no matter how many times you stomp on it, no matter how many th- times you spray it, it just flips back over and runs into the darkness. It's so gross
2: you- when they flip back over. <laughs>
1: <laughs> gross. It's like a little flicking, zap flick. It's like, ah, oh, you thought I was dead. <laughs> Psych. <laughs> I'm a roach. I'm going to be here forever. <laughs>
2: I, I love – do you watch Jesus and Marrow? Do you know them? They're the Bodega Boys no. podcast. Oh, you have to. They are everything. Um, don't tell my fiancé because I tease him because he loves them so much. And I'm like, ugh, them again. But uh, they're really – they're funny as hell. They're just like these two bo- – they're two guys from uh, the Bronx, Jesus and Mero, who are childhood friends. They started a podcast called the Bodega Boys. Like, just really just like – they. I, don't, I can't even describe them, but just, just real guys – having conversations about current events and being like, like, n- n- vulgar and like whatever, but hilarious, like hilarious commentary on everyday things. And they got a show on Vice, Ooh. actually. And the show is doing like amazingly well. And they have the most hilarious takes on, they call him Trompito. <laughs> I love and it. And they call Sean Spicer adobo, because he's like in spice. They're just freaking hilarious. I can't even say half of what they say, because it's like extremely vulgar and it sounds stupid coming from my own mouth but um i love them i think they're but i live for like people like that who can at least like it's like we're watching trump and we're staying woke but then you still kind of have to laugh a little bit at the insanity of what's happening yeah. um and i and yeah we just need to like keep shining a light on this foolishness and ben carson used to go sit down somewhere
1: I mean, if anybody needs some just like some relief this i don't remember um a while ago maybe it was like late last year there was like um this comedian that she was like on Instagram, her name is uh, but she, she played a character named Shirlene, like the older black woman. Yeah, you talked
2: about her before. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh my goodness. So she has a new video out. So if you just need a giggle, um, her her um Instagram is the Christy C H R I S T I show, the Christy show. Like her videos are so it's clean comedy. So for those of you who are not into like cursing, whatever, mm-hmm. um, she is, I guess she's Christian. Yeah, she's obviously Christian, but that's not like what her. Like her stick is like, oh, even though she's a young woman, she dresses up like an older black woman, like rooted in the church. And when I say hilarious, oh, <laughs> like I just can't even describe. So yeah, so if you get a chance, and some, that's what I do sometimes when I'm like overwhelmed with like the darkness in the world, and I'm like, I can't take like what um a Lovey calls Cheeto Satan. I can't take Cheeto Satan. Um, I will go <laughs> to, her, to her Instagram page and I will giggle my life away. And I'm like, thank you, Christy. A.K.A. Miss Shirley, and you make everything better. So just a little, you know, just a little, a little time away from all the craziness.
2: Is there something? Can you maybe come closer to the mic or something? It sounds like you're a little far away.
1: Can you hear me now?
2: Speak again. How, how does it sound now? Okay, it's a little bit better. Yeah. Okay. Let me put. Hold on. Let me put. I'm gonna pop it up. Hold on.
1: So it's a little bit
2: closer to my mouth. All right. And I have to say I was just I was just browsing in the New York Times headline right now. The main story is that the Republicans finally unveiled their replacement for Obamacare. And I am trying to read. So what was expected for them to replace it with was you know how on the Obamacare the health care exchange right now, um, you get tax subsidies that lower the cost of your health plan. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially what they're doing is they're removing the mandatory part of the bill, which the mandate, which says that everyone has to have health care or face a tax penalty. Um, and it looks like they, um, are going to give income. Wait, let me see. It looks like they're going to do tax credits that would completely replace everything else. So instead of requiring you to have health insurance, they're going to say, if you do get health insurance, we'll give you, um, tax credits and they're going to get bigger with age. And the idea behind that is that as you age coverage gets more expensive. Um, but it's happening y'all. It's happening. Stay woke.
1: So, I mean, so they're basically keeping it except for they're going
2: to give tax credits. I haven't read the entire thing. This is a very short article. This news like just came okay. out, so I don't want to I don't want to misspeak. There'll probably be more information and more analysis tomorrow. Um, but yeah, that was one of the things that they were that the the, the individual mandate from the very beginning was a huge um, point of contention for the law, and I knew they were always going to try and get rid of that. Um, yeah. what's what this doesn't what this article doesn't say yet is whether or not Trump always said he would try and keep the pre-existing condition coverage for people. Um, Not clear from this article if he's doing that or not. But if you have Obamacare, you rely on it. Definitely pay attention to the news right now. For Um, sure. And this plan is just a plan. It hasn't been voted on, nothing like that. It's just finally, it's like finally for for months and years, they've been talking about, you know, Obamacare being a piece of crap, but never had anything better. So
1: yeah, no, but if they're like, to me, I don't like, you know, the Getting rid of the mandate, I mean, I I can't say financially, you know, f- for the economy what that means, but I, I can see that being like, oh okay, and then you know tax credit, that's that's a good thing, but I'm like really so basically I'm like y'all just gonna keep the same plan?
2: Mm-hmm, look at you, cause you don't have any
1: plan. But anyway, we'll see.
2: The biggest thing with the with, with the plan is that it's just it's a little bit too unrealistic, and and all the sort of analysis of its plan has said it would cost the government. I think the one of the, the one of the um, gosh I can't remember if it was billion or trillion. That's a big that's a big difference. I don't want to misspeak, <laughs> but uh, it was like five billion or trillion dollars. It was going to cost um, over the next like ten years if if Trump's campaign version of of um, of tax and health care changes was going to affect. So I I don't know what it'll cost, but it, it does feel like his in his magical world of lollipops and and golf courses it's like everyone gets tax breaks but who's where's the money coming from and by the way we're spending like 20 billion dollars on a on a wall um on our on the mexican border and i'm like and raising our defense fund and we're already one of the countries that spends more than like all the biggest nations combined on defense spending i just i was like as a budgeting person as you can imagine i'm sure you're just like this ain't lining up
1: yeah, because you're like, so, you know, money doesn't just poof into real life, real, like thin air. Like, if you take, if someone is receiving, someone is losing. That's just the way, like, you know, things go. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll see. I mean, huh, yeah, I guess we'll see. You know, how you just, you look up and you sigh. Like, you know, it's so crazy. I still haven't gotten over it. Like, there'll be times when, like, I'm on, like, you know, social media or, like, the new, a news site. And then I'll see him and they'll say President Trump. And I'm
2: like, <gasps> like like listen i had to correct our reporter and have her put president in the headline because i was like we can't just say trump anymore we have to respect the office put president gritting my teeth the entire time
1: like i'm like wait this is real wait this is not a drill
2: nope but we can only hope that if if things keep going the way they're going i don't know what else i mean what what's it going to take to get this guy impeached that's what i want to know like what um but in a bit of like lighthearted news, did you see the the video of the two little boys, the, the white boy and the black boy and how the little white boy hey. asked for a haircut to shave his head so that he would confuse his teacher? Or they would be twins. Oh. Oh. Oh, oh. I want to put them in like a little tiny time capsule and protect I them know, from the like, world.
1: He, 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 you can't tell a difference. It's like, oh, I can't. But that is so adorable. I did. I love that.
2: I wonder if they, if there's, I'm sure there is, but like at what age do kids start realize? like what age do society mess up kids and their perception of race, you know? No, you're
1: right, though. I remember like, for example, like when I used to teach preschool, there's this little boy named Gino, and Gino, like he had just come from, I think, Puerto Rico or the Dominican Republic, and he couldn't speak any English. And I remember wor- being worried, like, oh, you know, how's he kind of acclimated to class because he's not going to be able to communicate. And, like, I remember, like, the kids were like, you know, he came in day one playing. Ah, and then I had to pull a little girl to the side. She was playing with him. I said, you know, just so you know, um, you know, Gino doesn't speak any English. And she looked at me like I was crazy. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> right. And I thought to myself, wow, kids communicate on a totally different level. She's like, he doesn't speak English. Like, the, but yet they were speaking. He meaning Maybe. Yeah, exactly. Like, we, like, they were talking and they were playing, and, you know, like, and I thought, wow, like, it was clear they were communicating and they had worked out a little game that they were playing. And I thought, wow, how? Because at three and four, you know, kids speak. They're like, you know, hey, Miss Tiffany, I'm hungry. It's not like she's like, "Mm -hmm." you know, so I'm like, well, he's speaking to you in Spanish and you're speaking to him back in English. And yet they were communicating, obviously, beyond just language. And I'm just, it just made me remember, like, wow, kids are so awesome. And he didn't have any trouble. I mean, his, his, really within like a month or two he started to really pick up on certain words and um and be able to like string sentences together without any sort of like formal these are your English lessons
2: and I just thought wow oh yeah yeah Yeah, kids are awesome I think my fiance learned English from the prices right he told me <laughs> see, he would watch surprises right, and like all these like sitcoms with his grandma. And that's how he learned. But kids are kids are amazing, and those boys yeah. were adorable.
1: Oh, that was so! He was so happy. I was like, look at him so fresh and so clean that haircut. And
2: first of all, when you see ch- like boys who are friends, because like you know when boys get older, they're too cool to like hang, like pre- like to say that they love their friends. But when right,
1: this g- is my best friend. Yeah, they are too cool for that. But then, yeah, little the- boys, little boys I- are so <laughs> sweet. <laughs>
2: But again, they, they need to just be preserved somewhere, not ruined.
1: Um, and I'm glad his mom and his parents, you know, they're like, because, you know, that's to be commended, too, because they, they could have, you know, not been like, what? No.
2: You know? <laughs> um, and Riri at Harvard? Come on. Yes. And she that fabulous it. tweed, off the shoulder, delightful. Yes. She's like, screw your business suits. Was-
1: yeah. She was like, so I made it to Harvard. That opening line was everything.
2: <laughs> yeah. Adorable. I had no idea. I mean, that just shows I, I, she really doesn't like speak loud about it or shout about it, but I had no idea she was, she was like building clinics and like schools and stuff. And, and, uh, where is she from? Trinidad? Yeah. Trinidad and Tobago? Terrible. Yeah. Terrible awesome.
1: Accent. People, because like, you're right. You know, when you think of Rihanna, you think of like, oh, bad girl Rihanna, not realizing just how much good she does in the world.
2: Not just musically.
1: Yeah. Cause I remember, I, I, I kind of was awakened to it last year. I went to Black Girls Rock, and they honored her for the things she was doing. They had, like, a little montage video, and I was like, wow. That's oh, they awesome. did?
2: Okay. Yeah. It does feel like – yeah, I remember because she, like, she took time and talked with all the little girls and stuff. Yeah. She seems like a really – you know, I've, I've read some of her interviews, and I like what she has to say about relationships a lot. She mm-hmm. says um, she's, like, single. She's been single, and she was talking about how she's just enjoying being by herself and and you know, not dating right now doesn't really feel the need to date. And I don't know. I I think, yeah. I think I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I feel like I underestimated Rihanna as just like the work. 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 work.
1: Yeah. No. She's you know totally deeper than just the weed smoking Rihanna we see on um our Instagram.
2: Sorry, Riri. I I am not. I did not know. I apologize. <laughs> um. Another cute news. Can Blue Ivy get more fabulous? I know this hair. I'm like, yeah, it's get into these braids. Did you see that they went to the Beauty and the Beast premiere? Oh, what a charmed life this little girl leads. I'm <laughs> waiting for the VHS tape to come out. Not even the real one. My dad would get the bootleg VHS tapes. I remember watching Pocahontas and for the I didn't realize how much I was missing as a kid because I only saw like half the screen in every movie. My dad would get off the street like <laughs> the bootleg VHSs and I'd be like, "Is there I would think that there was laughing tracks." No, that's just people in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> laughing like oh all these. I remember I watched the real version of Pocahontas as an adult, and I was like, Where's the laughing at? <laughs> <laughs> like, all Yo, the parts goodness. of the little raccoon, the audience would crack up. Oh my goodness, seriously. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that- seriously. And there would be like, you know, the like because the camera, whatever camera, this is back in the 90s, so it wasn't even a good camera. So people recording in the theater would like you would cut off parts of the screen. Yeah, so I was like, pretty. oh, I, know, I didn't know she was that, was, that was such a big land, and that was a big boat. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> <We're laughing>. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Blue Ivy's getting to go to the damn premiere. She's like, yeah. I'm gonna see this two weeks earlier than anybody else. Fabulous. In, like, the the cutest mommy and me outfits. I don't know if you saw yet, but um, Beyonce is wearing, like, a fabulous green dress and Blue Ivy matches. And she's yeah. smiling. I don't feel like I see Blue Ivy smile very much. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: she's- i I, I feel like she does it, but you saw like she, there was a picture of her and her father like front row at like a basketball game and they're making the same kind of like face. And I was like, aw. Oh, the
2: all-star Look. game.
1: Yep. So let's just wait till these twins get here. They're going to be
2: stomping the yard. I don't know if the world is ready. I know. And Twi- I feel like she looks like she's nine months pregnant already. Like she yeah. kept the secret for a long time. Honestly, I have to say,
1: like, well, I guess twins are different. Like, looking at her pregnant now, I could see why people were like, she wasn't pregnant
2: before. But then again, these are twins. Stop it. She was pregnant. <laughs> Come on.
1: I know. but She, she posted dark. pictures of
2: her pregnant belly.
1: I know, but she didn't look that pregnant. But anyway, I'm going to let it go because I'm going to say that um, she is very pregnant, clearly pregnant.
2: Yes. And I cannot wait to see these babies pop out. Queen B. Right? I wish yeah. oh, a boy and a girl. Oh, I don't know. I, I hope it's two boys. I think two Boy twins, that's adorable. Oh, man, they're going to be tearing up.
1: <laughs> <I know. laughs> all these young girls out here, get ready for your heart to be broken.
2: Oh, Lord. They just need to be like the antithesis of the Kanye West babies. That's all. The West babies, I don't even want to know. Right? Oh, but North is just so cute. And I I don't see much of Saint Saint West. I that forgot his old... name. I was trying to think of
1: that baby's name. Yeah. Saint. But they're both really just like, I mean, North is gorgeous. And Saint is so cute. So mm-hmm. we'll see. You never know. My they dad, might though. You might end up being the most normal, you know. Sometimes people mm. come from crazy parents and end up being super normal.
2: Like who? <laughs> <laughs> Give me some examples. Uh, Those Jackson kids are kind of—I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> don't know.
1: Uh, I'm trying to think. Like, yeah, who has crazy parents and they're normal?
2: But we'll be optimistic.
1: What, yes, exactly. That's what we'll just say. <laughs> that maybe there's some grand, there's some praying, uh, praying uncles and aunties and uncles in their life that are like praying coverage over them, the blood of Jesus on them.
2: I wish upon the many good therapists.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, BA fam. This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.
1: Yes, it is time to break break or boost. I will tell you, I'm gonna take a brown break from this uh, helter skelter schizophrenic weather. I'm like, what is happening?
2: Like Oh uh, yeah, in the northeast right now.
1: I don't even know. Like what's like every day I'm like, so is it t shirt or literally snorkel? Like it's <laughs> it's so crazy. And it could even go from hour to hour. Like it could start the day off. You're like, oh it's so nice out. My light jacket. And then three hours later you're like getting out of the car, you're like, Oh my gosh, I should have brought my north face. And so I'm tired of Mother Nature's inconsistency. I'm not just I mean, I have to say I'm I'm glad we didn't have a super terrible winter in the northeast.
2: But uh, it's just But it's still winter, they'd like to remind you.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> I'm always do. like pulling out like that like literally I'm like I have some of my like spring clothes out and I'm like, wait, but there's not enough room. I have like every type of coat available. And I'm always like, I'm not sure. Literally I'll put a coat on, walk outside and walk right back and be like, No, I think I need this one. So I'm just taking a break from all of this, um this uncertain weather um and hopefully we will the weather will officially break and we can smooth our way into
2: um spring um so my my break uh my boost rather um is going to be for couples counseling Mm. i speaking of tmi you should all know so one of the investments that we made when we were planning for the wedding is one a financial advisor financial planner and two i kept putting it off we kept like having trouble finding a good counselor but i thought it would be important for us to do some sort of like premarital counseling um you know a lot of you know they sell like i don't know i felt like i was at one point i was gonna like spend six hundred dollars and do like a membership to some fitness club and like i don't know i was i just thought i mean if i'm gonna put this money into like looking good for the wedding we need to at least put money into like our actual relationship and yeah. not that we have a ton of issues but i feel like a, some people do form like um uh, uh religious premarital counseling like especially catholics you go to the church and you do it through your church or you do a like an all-day seminar and then you meet with your officiant or your pastor or whoever Um, but since we're not really religious um i decided to just i just started googling like couples counseling programs in new york and i found um i found a few different people who specialize in couple counseling and We landed upon this woman who is who is from Jersey City and she has a practice here, which is really convenient, but she specializes in a it's awkward. I'm not going to lie. She specializes in a type of therapy that you were it's all about like validating the other person and like that you heard them. And so it's a lot of repeating what the other person said. Mm -hmm. Like if you say Tiffany's like, hey, Mandy, I feel like you talk a lot on the podcast and I really enjoy for you to not talk so much then I would have to say Tiffany I hear that you said that I talk a lot did I understand you right and back and forth Um, and we did our first session a few weeks back and it was it was awkward but in the very first session what was great is that like it was forcing sometimes in relationships one person is a talker and the other person isn't and and you can probably guess which one of us is a talker I
1: I was gonna say you can probably guess which one of us between like (laughs) like (laughs) between me and you no contest yeah you're like clearly both of us are the talkers in our relationship
2: (laughs) yeah so we're fine we'll have no problem communicating but in a relationship you don't realize how much can go unsaid or like some people like you may think the other person's fine but they don't have a way of verbalizing it and anyway our first session it, it was like uncomfortable it's kind of like going back to the gym or like going to the gym for the first time um, where you're really kind of like, it's awkward, and you're out of like, shape, and you're not really used to the machines yet. But our second and third sessions were actually really good. And I'm feeling like there's no negativity, it just kind of just kind of feels like a positive. At the beginning of each session, we meditate, which sounds kind of weird. Oh, but yes. uh, we meditate for a couple minutes. And then um, what what I've liked about it, and what I, what I we haven't done before is it's funny, because we, we met each other, Late in our adult life, not late, but like in our late 20s. And you've missed a whole lifetime before that. Like, you don't know each other as kids. You don't know what you went through as teenagers and that kind of thing. And in this type of counseling, she's having us, I'm, we're finding out things about each other, about our childhood that we never knew about. And like, it's crazy like little things in your childhood can manifest in your relationship as an adult i know that may sound like duh but for me it was like oh that's why i do that thing or like that's why he does that thing and it's like i feel like i'm learning even more about this person who i've known for five years you know um i don't know I, i just feel good about it i feel like it's 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 like um it makes me feel i mean i was already confident about marrying him but it's it's just it, I feel like we're getting stronger even going through this. And I don't know. I, I It's a good investment, I feel like. No, that is. I mean, I don't think people recognize or realize
1: if you're not in a relationship. Because I always forget until I get into a relationship. I'm like, oh, it's a lot of work. And not work like, oh, you know, people are like, oh, if it's love, it's not work. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> like, it is. It's just – and meaning like and if people would just – step out of the whole love part of the relationship and just call it relationship, meaning like it's work with my sisters, it's work with my parents, it's work with my friends. And the work doesn't mean necessarily that it's like, oh, like this begrudging, like, oh my God, I always have. No, like if I want to hang out with my friends, I have to call them and make plans and see them and it's work, you know, meaning that I have to make an effort. And so same thing with your love relationships. There's still effort that needs to be made in order to maintain a um a good relationship and so sometimes i forget or just i guess people in general forget that like yeah you have to put in effort if you want you know what you have with this person to be strong and knowing that it's not always going to be perfect but one good thing like i really like about superman is that i although i'm a good talker i'm not necessarily always a good communicator mhm <laughs> And he's actually, to me, a better communicator than I am. Even though he doesn't talk as much as I do,
2: (laughs) (laughs) he does more with less. Yeah.
1: So because you know, like I'll be like, "Well, I'm fine, I'm fine, whatever." You know, he'll just be like, "Okay." So it seems like the issue is this. Is that how you're feeling? You know, and I'm like, "Yeah, that's how I'm feeling." You know, he'd love it.
2: He'd be a he'd be a rock star. (laughs)
1: so he's really good and then to me i will be the type that i'll talk around it because i might not want to say directly but he's really like straight to the point like no let's unearth it let's say because i'm always afraid that like oh no this means we're gonna break up you know every time you like don't agree you're like oh my god it's over he's like oh for sure
2: in the beginning oh for sure don't ever don't ever look at your old g chats by the way <laughs> don't ever go back to the early beginning of your relationship and read your old g chats. Don't do it.
1: <laughs> I was like, it's over, it's over, <laughs> oh, my god. you don't want to be with
2: me. Oh my god, like you know, like
1: we and it could be something, a, a disagreement over something so silly. Because I don't know, like I'm always like worst case scenario, like, oh god, he's gonna want his ring back. I knew I should have made dinner. I <laughs> promise. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I, going to make meatloaf. I didn't. And he's frustrated. You know what? He's not going to want me to be his wife because I should have made the meatloaf. And I'm like, he's like, Tiffany, it's really not that serious. I mean, yeah, I, w- I want a meatloaf, you promise, but it's okay. We could go out to eat. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, why do you always go to the extreme? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think that would actually be good for us. I mean, or at least for me, because I know that like, I guess it's just like this weird feeling of... um is this real? Is it going to work out? Is it going to, you know, you have all of these questions and cause they oh, tell you all
2: these scary statistics about
1: marriage,
2: you know, we, it's like, we know too much. Yeah. I, I really envy people from past generations where it was like, You just get a job and you get a wife and you get a house and that's it. You have some kids. And there's just very simple. And now it's like, we have so many options, and we're so connected, and and we have so much access to people and and experiences and things. It's so hard to have a a traditional relationship now. Um, And I think, for me, it's like, I was definitely the one who was championing the whole, like, let's do marriage counseling. my, My mom was divorced three times. I have no illusions about marriage, and I'm trying to do things, like, kind of learn from mistakes that I've seen in my life. And Um, But the fact that he showed up, I mean, just sitting across from that person, knowing that they showed up at this really uncomfortable session with you, and they're in it, and they're not, you know, that's, that was huge for me, just the fact that he showed up, that was like, okay, that's, that that means a lot, just being there. And also, I tend to focus on the financial, and I don't know if you do that too, but I've been so worried about our money being right, and budgeting, and staying on budget for the wedding, and, you know, we're very healthy financially, but then... It's like, okay, so how is our relationship doing throughout all of this? And it's been nice to just focus on that, just, you know, that personal aspect. And um, and I'm sure they'll find some psychological reasons why I'm so obsessed with money, too, like, mm-hmm. and how that influences the relationship. But I think it's money well spent. And if you're wondering the cost of the sessions, I actually negotiated because neither of our insurance, first of all, go to your insurance. Mm-hmm. Neither of our insurance um, insurers covers this type of counseling, um, which so it means we had to pay out of pocket, but a lot of therapists will do a sliding scale. So um, we're getting, we our sessions are one hundred and fifty per session, and they okay. our therapist typically charges three hundred. And so okay. when she found out that we, actually, what I did is I was like I was really looking to spend one hundred and fifty, and she said okay, <laughs> that's what she said. After okay. she initially said three hundred, she said yeah, I usually do a sliding scale. For people who don't have in, who insurance won't cover, I do 175, and I said I'm you know, we're looking to do 150, and she said okay. Um, and she's on the she's not old, she's not young, so I think I got someone who's like in the middle the middle of the you know younger people tend to charge less and older more established. Some people were quoting us 400, 500 a session, like crazy. Wow. Um, so 150 I can live with. Couple yeah. every every couple of weeks before the wedding, and then. I don't, I don't know how long we're going to do it. We haven't signed a contract, I guess, just until, you know, we decide to take a break.
1: That's good. I know we said for this this week, I know normally we do our tips, tips, but I think for tips, I'm just going to give you guys an update because so many of you tweeted me saying, oh, no, I haven't heard about the house. Guess you didn't get it. I'm like, well, aren't you guys
2: <laughs> dark, dark danitas right? it's not a microwave you can't just press two minutes and have a house
1: <laughs> they're like didn't hear from you oh well next time i'm like no um actually um what happened was you know you we put the offer in they accepted the offer and then we entered into attorney review which usually only lasts a couple of days but our attorney review was a little bit longer
2: um wait just because, so, sorry just so back up and like so where were you at in the how, in the buying process for people who may not remember or haven't heard about oh, the whole saga yet? The last time we spoke,
1: I spoke about, you know, really wanting to buy uh, investment property with Superman and to get him because I have the budget Nista in my business. And I really wanted him to have additional income outside of his his normal job. Um, and so he works for the city. And he does like um, like maintenance and repair and stuff like that for like um, housing. Um, he does like 300 units. And I was like, you know, you should own property because you're basically like a landlord for 300 units. You know, why not own property? It can't be harder than what you're doing now. And so at first he's a little opposed to it. But then I helped him get his credit really strong and like about the 750 range. I showed him how to save automatically. And so for the three years that we were dating, he's been saving and his credit has been growing. And then... This year, I was like, you know, or really late last year, I said, you know, we should really look into homes and let's at least explore what that would mean. And so, we did. We started shopping for um, pre-qualifications, and so the part in the process where we were now was that we were home shopping, and it was hard at first because Newark, where we want to live and where we currently live now, um, is starting to shift, and people are starting to really take notice. It's becoming like the, the new Brooklyn where basically, you know, it was undesirable and now it's becoming very desirable, but uh, a, a whole foods just opened last week. Um, so that's like really telling, you know, we've got a Starbucks places that normally would not be in Newark. Call me when um, you get a Trader Joe's. <laughs> I'm <sure
2: that's> <laughs>
1: just kidding. Um, so we, we, we went ho- house shopping, we found this house that I absolutely loved and we put our offer in. And so the people that were selling it, um, it was a three family house and, they they priced it really low and really I know why they priced it low they priced it low so that way they could get um, a lot of interest and like basically like a bidding war going which is what happened so we ended up paying almost a hundred thousand dollars over the, the yeah the price. but honestly that's what we ended up what, what we ended up offering is what the house is worth basically right. Um, because there's no way that it was worth what they said when Literally there were two families that weren't finished like this one was that were twenty to thirty thousand dollars more So we we found a house that we really liked. It was a the three-family They priced it way below what it was worth and we ended up Getting into a bidding war and at one point they were like, okay, everyone who's interested give your best and final the next day so we did after consulting with like all of my my lawyer friends my real estate agent friends um we put our offer in uh, about like $90,000 over the asking. Um, and because after looking at the comparables in the area, you know, to see like what other houses of that level of that unit we're going for. We, we, we bid below that, but still like in that range. And we got it. Yes, we weren't even the highest bid. It was just that we were um other people bid but their financing wasn't as clean as ours meaning that some people were like oh i'm gonna get fifty thousand dollars from my cousin joe twenty thousand from the bank sixty thousand from this other bank whereas us we were just like here's our down payment and here's the one bank we're using so they went with us because it was like a solid solid plan yeah and so we got congratulations. Thank you. And at first I was like, yay! And then you find out, yeah, but you still have to go through attorney review. And you're like, oh, what does that mean? So attorney review is when, after they accept your offer, then your attorney draws up a contract, and their attorney has to sign it. So everyone, obviously, each attorney is working on behalf of their client. So we tell our attorney, hey, put these things in the contract, like. We'll buy the house as long as there's no um, foundation issues. There's no roof issues. So there's a list of things that you can put in. You can put it in whatever you want. You could say there has to be, you know, a puppy, you know, in the, at the <laughs> front door. But then
2: they have to- like 12 golden doodles. <laughs> exactly.
1: But so you put these things in and we were pretty extensive about the things that we wanted. Like, you know, making sure that is there because it's an older home. So oftentimes older homes have oil tanks. That's the way they used to heat them. And so if there's an oil tank, they have to remove it. And if they remove it, they have to remove it in alignment with state guidelines and get the ground tested to make sure it's not contaminated. So we had that in our contract. And sure enough, there was an oil tank Mm -hmm. Um, and just things like that. Like so things to protect you, because once you leave attorney review, you cannot if you don't buy the house, they can keep your deposit uh, because, you know, the contract binds you to buy it unless something is not met within that contract. So that contract is really important. So attorney review can happen really quickly or it could take some time because the lawyer can go the lawyers go back and forth. And I'm happy to say as of today, woo woo, we're out of attorney review. They agree to all our all our concerns and demands. And so that means they cannot legally sell to anyone else. And because as soon as if you're not out of attorney review, they could technically be technically be like, nah, never mind. We're going to sell it to somebody else. Um, so now that we're out of attorney review, it's time for um, inspectors. So I spent the day on the phone today interviewing um, home inspectors.
2: Inspector. Can't
1: mm-hmm. can't so I used Yelp i find a really great, because you want a home inspector that's really thorough, because you have two weeks, 14 days after attorney review to get your inspection done. So you want an inspector that's thorough and it's going to give you your, your report very quickly. So I was just interviewing some inspectors. We found a really great one using Yelp.
0: Um, oh, Yelp, okay.
1: Mm-hmm. And because so I, I posted on my social media and a few people gave me some suggestions and some of their suggestions, like I, like I Googled them and I looked them up and I was like, he's got one star reviews. What? <laughs> and one of them was really great. Like, um, his name was Nick and I, I, uh, I yelped him and Googled him, whatever. He had five star reviews across the board, like Excellent. on every platform. Yeah. So I was really happy. And I heard that he uses new technology. Like he uses a drone. So he doesn't actually have to step on your roof. He will, you know, like look at your roof with a drone so he doesn't mess it up. Um, just like, I'm just really excited because once we get the inspection, we're working now on what's called the mortgage commitment letter. That's when, um, because your bank says, yes, you're pre-qualified, but it doesn't mean that they've promised to give you money. The commitment letter is the promise to lend you the money, but they are not going to create a commitment letter until you're under contract, which is what we are now. So then the bank will, will issue a commitment letter. They will send out an appraiser to say, yes, the house is actually worth what you're paying or it's not, it's worth more, it's worth less. In our contract, this is why the attorney review is important, in the contract, if the house is worth um, less than what we've offered, then we could walk away or they could drop the price. So that was important to us because we don't want mm-hmm. to be stuck saying, hey, you know, we offered three, 320, the house is appraising at 300, we still have to buy it at 320.
2: No. Right, not- yeah.
1: You know, so just little things like that and so
2: So what I, happened when you had to raise the price asking price to 90,000? Did you have to go get qualified like get a letter from the bank saying they'd approve you for that much or we already approved for that much?
1: Well, I called him and I said, "Hey, David from MNT Bank, that's our mortgage guy." I said, "Hey, um, you know, the house is going to go for more." Um, he was one of the people I called for advice. I said, "Okay, the house is listed for 32239. I know it's not worth two thirty nine because all the other houses we were looking at were mostly two families and they were going for two fifty. And that's not that's that wasn't that was a a fixer upper house. So a two family, two fifty fixer upper in the same neighborhood. And this three family completely done was two thirty nine. So, you know, twenty thousand dollars less. So I knew something was up and it was, like I said, to generate interest. So when I told him, he said, "Okay, let's go over the math. And so he said how much is the house bringing in and I told him one unit is bringing in uh, 1050 one unit is bringing in 1600 so 2650 is what the unit is what the house is currently making and one unit is empty for us to live in. And he was like okay well at at uh 239 with the current interest rate your your insurance and all of your home costs except for your utilities 239 I think our mortgage was going to be like 1800 or 1900 something like that. And I said, okay, well, what would the mortgage be at three hundred thousand? What would the mortgage be at two eighty? At three, you know, so I could see what the numbers would be. And so, at three thirty, so about a, about hundred thousand dollars more, three thirty, the mortgage would have been twenty four, um, including insurance and everything. It would have been twenty four hundred. So still, two hundred and fifty dollars less than what um, that what the what it was bringing in as far as um, as far as income. And so we decided to put the bid in for for 320. And at 320, I think our mortgage is like 21 or $2,200, something like
2: that. 30-year um, fixed
1: rate? Uh-huh, 30-year fixed rate. And what I like about m and Bank is like right now, I don't know how long it'll be, but right now MNT and t Bank um, is giving 6% toward closing costs. And so what we're gonna use some of those closing costs for um up to up to about almost nineteen thousand dollars. and so we're already at the max. like um so basically we're gonna get like uh, nineteen thousand dollars that we can use how we want for closing. So we're gonna use some of those closing cost money, of course, for like um the appraisal and stuff like that, but we're also gonna use it to pay down our interest rate. so that way our our, our monthly payment is even lower because you can actually buy what they call points. and points are your your the points to bring down your interest rate. So if the interest rate is four point five percent, you might be able to spend five to $10,000 to bring it to 4%. And a 4% interest rate will lower your monthly payment by, I don't know, like a hundred, two hundred dollars something like that, you know, depending on how much house you're buying. So that's where we are right now, that we're getting the house um, inspected, um, waiting for the commitment letter, waiting for the appraisal. And then after that, really, it's just you close. Um, and so that's where we are. We're like just one step closer. I mean, this house is awesome. I mean, I... I cannot express how excited I am to get a piece of a city that I see that it's really on the come up. And the location is amazing. Um, The units are beautiful. And um, the the lot, the plot for it to be a double lot and for us to have like our own park in the back. That's our property. It's just, this is a, this is a, not for our forever house, but definitely our forever investment house.
2: Living the dream.
1: Yeah. So, all we do is win, 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 no matter what. I hate to rush, but I'm like, uh, I'm not.
2: <laughs> hey, it wasn't me talking. <laughs> I
1: know. I was looking. I was like, Tiffany, shut up. All
2: right.
1: <laughs> um, yes. So, I'm, I'm trying to think, who is my win? You go first.
2: I can go first. So, I want to give a shout out to Delta's first black female captain. Woohoo. Airline captain, Miss Stephanie Johnson, who I read about. Um, last week on NBC. So she's been an airline pilot for 20 years. I've n- I don't think I've ever had a female airline. I would love to have a female pilot go when I get on a plane. They're always like white dudes, but I digress. Um, she's been a pilot for 20 years and she officially became the first black female captain in 2016 and it's just now getting into the news. Um, she was also the first in her family to graduate from college she says and oh she just looks at me she says as long as i can remember i have been fascinated with airplanes and i would think what a great thing it would be to know how to fly and look at you now stephanie so i'm really excited for her and thanks girl i hope i see you on a flight soon do you fly to atlanta i don't know
1: the delta fly you know i'm trying to think do i i don't know that i've ever flown delta isn't that weird i'm an
2: atlanta girl so delta is my jam oh really yeah delta owns atlanta (laughs) That's
1: like Newark. Like um, United owns a Newark.
2: There's tons of uh, Delta flights out of Newark. I think they're 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 getting up there with with United right now at, at Newark. Okay. Um, it kind of just depends on like which hub you live by, but yeah, Delta's pretty big. Okay. All right. Um, I'm not gonna lie.
1: I'm like I forgot about wins. Um, I'll just say a win to my new niece that's coming soon. Oh, I saw the
2: picture.
1: Yeah, she's just about nine months. Like, that wasn't her nine months. Whoa,
2: okay. I didn't know that your sister was that far along.
1: Yeah, she's like any day now. So every time I see her, I'm like, today, today. Um, So I'm super excited because I have a nephew, my same sister. Um, She's the number two? Wow. Yeah, for her. And I'm like, so he's like one and a half. Going on 85 some days, (laughs) he's like a little old man, and so I'm I'm gonna be. It's really I'm really curious to see his reaction when she comes, because like I'm like doesn't he seem find it strange that you have like a big stomach all of a sudden? And she was like, you know what's hilarious is that like he'll he'll sit down next to her, put her his head on her stomach, and the baby will kick, and he'll look at her stomach like,
2: hey, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) He was a one and a half.
1: Yeah, so you know he doesn't quite like you know because
2: kids whatever quite get it.
1: Yeah, not at all. And so I'm like, when this baby comes, he's going to be like, oh, look, a baby. Wait, this baby's here every day. Every day.
2: <laughs> they treat it sort of because our, I call them my cousins now, but they listen to the show. Hey, Denny Nisora. They have a really cute two-year-old and they just had a baby girl. And after a while, he's like, so she's staying? Yes, <laughs> She's not just here for the weekend.
1: <laughs> they I'm get just... that
2: eventually that this person's permanent. Yeah. Yes. That
1: is going to be so cute to watch. Like, oh, because he, li- he likes kids. Like you know when he sees other little kids he lights up but i feel like he's gonna be like why is she sleeping here wait (laughs) why are you holding her all the time wait a minute (laughs) so yeah it'll be curious to see so yeah that's my win my my little baby cousin uh, my baby um cousin niece i'm super excited so we got a nephew and a niece
2: and i'm gonna have to do a baby shout out too because our friends uh josh and tara had a baby a month early this baby came like what six weeks early um but he was little baby oliver but he was a big boy for being a preemie i think he was born at close to seven pounds wow Um, but tara is one of those girls who's like super super tiny we went to her baby shower a little while ago and i was like so you're due tomorrow right because you this is just logistically with the space available there's just i'm worried for you because she's so tiny
1: there's nothing here. There's no room. There's just,
2: where? Where is this baby? Um, But I'm just so happy. It was a it was a long, like, kind of slightly stressful experience for them being, you know, delivering early. So I'm just really happy that the baby's home now. He had to spend about a week at the hospital. So they're home. They're healthy. They're happy. I'm so happy for them. Um, So love to you guys and all the babies out there.
1: Yeah. Aw. Baby, baby. I'm like, who nervous? Because she did all natural, like, no drugs last time. Oh, I'm like, oh, God. I said, how was that? She was like, yeah, by the time I got there, it was too late. I
2: was like, are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> not too late to whack me upside the head. Right? She said she didn't even know she was in labor. Her husband At what point, can you drink? Is it safe yet? I mean, they're coming
1: out. <laughs> right? Exactly. Like, you don't need you don't need for me to be clean on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> she said she thought she had like indigestion because she had like Jamaican food. And she was like, Woof, I should have never had that Jamaican food. And her husband, who's a doctor, is like, I'm pretty sure you're in labor. She's like, I'm not. It's indigestion. He's like, okay. He's like another one that's called the contraction. She was like, "Wait,
2: <laughs> heartburn or childbirth?"
1: Yes, <laughs> either one. Oh, oh, thanks, ba listeners. You guys are always the bestest.
2: <laughs> the ones we can't even see right now. Mm-hmm um yeah thank you guys and thank you for all the love you have boosted us on the itunes just like we asked you to continue to send us your love go to itunes go to brianambitionpodcast.com to find all our links to where you can find the show and leave us reviews soundcloud stitcher world we'll take anything um thank you for all the support did that sound too desperate <laughs> no, i know trying perfect. to play it cool didn't it come off cool at all got it okay sorry about that